Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Now, are you a celiac, a diabetic, working in retail, or looking at taking up a course? Well, you could be in line for some free money. There's loads of tax breaks that we don't even know we can get, and it's money that could be in your pocket. Thankfully, Marion Ryan from taxback.com has come up the road from tip and has done the hard work so we don't have to. Hello, Marion. Good morning. Um, before we get on to the money... It, did you watch any of the hurling yesterday? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> Carl, Carl here, the, your fellow tip man is now disgusted. I think your county won't let you county, back so in. I know to be quiet about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've learned that one in yeah. fairness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Carl, don't worry, he's had his one minute of talking about tip hurling, so we've had yeah, enough yeah. of that now today. Uh, well, look, uh, Marion, I guess there's things that people know they can get tax back for, but there's a lot of things that they don't, and we can kick it off with um, medical expenses for specific conditions. I certainly didn't know about this. Yeah, so I suppose kind of Everyone generally knows that you can get 20% back on your, your medical mm. expenses. But if you have different conditions, so say for in, instance, if you're a celiac, you can get 20% back on the gluten-free foods that you have to purchase. Or if it's a case that you're a diabetic, mm. there you can claim back 20% tax as well on the specific sugar-free foods that you, you have to pay there as well. And then I suppose if you have other conditions, things like if you are in a dialysis patient, you can actually claim for the mileage up and back to hospital if you're getting your daily treatments there or if you're an mm. at-home dialysis patient, things like your electricity, your phone bills, protective clothing and stuff like that. So it's not just your prescription fees. It's not just your doctor visits there. If you have a condition, there can be something else. And in there. terms of qualifying, uh, like for example, you presumably must be diagnosed celiac yes. in order to benefit from this. You can't just decide, I'm celiac. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? so like, it's, you can't choose to have a gluten-free life. No. I, I don't think gluten suits anybody mm. really there, but you have to have to be diagnosed with celiac disease. You'd actually have to have a letter from the doctor confirming gotcha. your diagnosis there as well. And how would you communicate that to the revenue? Yeah, so just a copy of the letter All right, there. Okay. And then it's really actually good, the likes of Tesco, done stores and Super Value, you can get an annual statement from them if you're a celiac with the gluten-free foods because it can't be like naturally gluten gluten-free foods either, sure. so like vegetables and stuff like that. Mm. Majority of them are naturally gluten-free, you can't claim for them. It has to be like your gluten-free bread or your gluten-free okay. pasta. But I mean, that, like it's literally like walking around with a 20% discount because you you have to buy this food. Oh, you don't have a choice. Like. And they're, they're so expensive, the, yeah. the gluten-free foods. It's not the same, it's sometimes double yeah. the cost of it there. I think we were talking to the Celiac Society there last week and I think they said something like on average 100 euros per week each their member spends more foods. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's nearly yeah. 1,000 euros worth of refund in a year and if you go back the four years on it there it all adds up and it's the same again I suppose for mm, diabetic diabetic as well yeah. like uh, what about nursing home fees are employing a carer yeah, so they're a good one. Well, not a good one because it's a huge expense mm. on people there. But you can get that at your marginal rate. And what your marginal rate is the highest rate of tax that you're paying. So if you're a 40% taxpayer and you're maybe paying €2,000 a week for mum or dad or loved one mm. in a nursing home, or you're paying for a carer to come in, because that's a lot of the cases as well. People are at home now and there's a carer coming in for a couple of hours in the week to look after mum and dad, make sure they have their, their dinner and stuff like that. You can claim it up to 40% back in it there. So that's thousands of euros. That's as well huge. People, yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, so foreign language or IT course, so maybe people listening who have just started to, you know, upskill a little bit, wanted to learn how to build websites or, or maybe uh, pivot into a different career. Uh, 
we can get money back for that as well. Yeah, so this is one, I suppose, we always, always talk about tuition fees and how you can, you can't, and yes and no, and maybe you can get something back for your tuition, but people don't realise these courses as well. So certain foreign language courses, now it has to be foreign language, so English and Irish are excluded okay. from that there, and they have to be short duration courses. They have to be of a year or less in duration. Now there's a list as long as all of our arms on the revenue website of the courses that are approved on it there, but it's one time per year you can claim it back. So say if you decided to, as you said, upscale, maybe mm. you want to do Spanish or you want to learn Japanese because you want to go work in Japan for a year there, there's potential that you can claim a tax refund on that as well. Rather than wasting your time, kind of not wasting your time, but like you could spend your day going through the website, mm. we always say just send us in the receipt, we'll have a look through it and we'll make sure that we can include it. Mm. But that's interesting though because like, uh, like, so if you wanted to learn a language just for the fun of learning a language, which is something that I would do because uh, I really enjoy <laughs> languages, <laughs> but like if you wanted to do that, you could theoretically claim you don't have to have an end goal. You don't have to say, I'm going to work in Japan in a year. Like you just go... I want to learn Japanese. Yeah, no, once it's on the approved list, so it's a solace approved course, it has to be there. There has to be a certificate of competence. Com- sorry. Competence, I yes, think. Yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle <laughs> with that word the best of times. At the end of it there, so it can't it's be a fair. certificate of completion. You have yeah. to have, there has to be some maybe some element of an exam or a project or yeah. assignment at the end of it there that you actually get a certificate of competence. Mm. I'll let you say <laughs> Competence, yeah, yeah. But once <laughs> you get that then and it's an approved course, you can claim back. Absolutely, and you can do once a year. So you can Amazing. learn Japanese this year, Spanish next year. <laughs> I'm speaking my language, as they say. Uh, what uh, about the flat rate expenses for different occupations? Yeah, I, that's my favourite thing to, to talk about there. Yeah. So it's kind of commonly known as a uniform allowance for people and it goes back historically, back to years ago when there was really strong unions and they negotiated basically mm. a tax relief for their employees. So it's people like shop assistants in retail, doctors, nurses, <coughs> teachers, kind of a lot of the kind of heavily civilly serviced um, occupations mm. there. Mm. If you're a really good um, musician and you're in the RT concert you can get about two and a half thousand euros a year for it. And the beauty of it is it's based solely on your occupation and your job description. So it's known as uniform allowance, but you don't need to send in receipts or evidence or anything like that. If you say, I'm a shop assistant working in retail, you'll get your flat rate expense of so 121 euros. How do you know if your job is covered or, or what you get for your particular job? Yeah, so this is the, the million dollar question because it's something that hasn't been updated in years and years. They're talking about reviewing it all the time. A lot of occupations like my own, well, yourselves, you would get one, you're journalists there. If office oh, based, I didn't know that. <laughs> Office-based staff, they don't get them there. So there's, a, again, another big long list on okay. the, the revenue website there. But on our questionnaire, the simple question we ask is, what's your occupation? It's not me being nosy, it's me wanting to see, right, is there any of these that we can line you up onto? Mm. There's things like myself, accountants and all that, we don't get out. You don't get anything, right. Oh, <laughs> the rent and all the hard work. Uh, the rent tax credit. Yeah. So I know this is one that a lot of people are interested in, so how does this one work? Yeah, there's a bit of controversy, not controversy around it, that maybe is a bit <laughs> alarmist mm. to say that there. It was reintroduced in budget there last year for budget 2023, but what they did is they reintroduced it retrospectively, which is great. Okay. you can now claim it for last year for 2022 right so the value of up to a thousand euros if you're a married couple there are 500 euros for a single individual the problem with it and where people are kind of getting a little bit of stick and not in trouble maybe i suppose it's the wrong word again but they have to provide the rtb registration number for their their landlord so mm. people are hitting a wall if it's a case that it's a non-registered landlord or what we're finding is a lot of people are just afraid to have the conversation with the their question. lander yeah. yeah so just to kind of let people know as well that if they go onto the rtb website and they put in their air code into it they'll actually see if the property is registered and they can contact the RTB directly directly get that number what's my number and that means they don't have to have a conversation with the landlord or fear that oh nice to talk to you yeah there and we're putting up your rent yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
<laughs> yeah, that's definitely a fear that a lot of renters have, all right. But that's good. You can just do it straight on the RTB website. Yeah, yeah. Very handy. Single person child carer credit. Yeah, it's a bit of a controversial one there, but it's a really valuable one. So it's worth €1,650 a year. Mm. And then you get what's called an increased rate band of €4,000, which means you can earn another €4,000 before you start paying your 40% there. The bit, the issue with it is in its former iteration, it used to be called the one parent family child credit. Mm. And both parents, if you're a single parent, if you're a mum or your dad, you're entitled to it. They reinvented it, they changed it, they called it this, and now it just goes to the primary care, which is 90% of the time. It's going to fall directly to, to the mum. The mum, so right. There's lots of thousands of single fathers out there missing out on it. Mm. However, all is not lost. If it's a case that the mum isn't working, she doesn't need that tax credit, she can, in theory, sign it over to him there. So the value of about two and a half thousand euros a year. Mm. The person people. has to want to sign it over, That's I guess. That's the thing. It's the thing. <laughs> yeah, there has to be a bit of a negotiation there. It yeah. depends how the co-parenting situation is. Yeah. But if you have it in a positive place there, it it's can worth be exploring. Now it will automatically every year it diverts back to the to the primary carer who's the person in receipt of the children's allowance. But it's a worthwhile process having that conversation if it's going to put another two and a half thousand euros. Yeah, in. definitely. Yeah, because um, I guess it's a tricky one because just because you're the primary carer doesn't mean that you're not spending money. On, on the child yeah. you just aren't don't happen to be in the house it's a personal bugbear vine. I think mm. if you're a single parent you should be entitled to the tax credit you're going to have costs they're going to yeah. yeah no matter what and finally then the inc- incapacitated child tax credit can be up to 3,300 a year yeah this is a sensitive one there but it's any parent that has a child that has been diagnosed with a lifelong illness so say we'll take autism or something like that for example as you mentioned it's three, three, nearly 3,500 euros a year there and it can be backdated okay. so say if you've got a diagnosis this year for your your three year old of, of autism, you can go back either back as far as twenty nineteen or the year of birth mm. of your child. So mm. that again, we find a lot of parents they're not aware of it. But when we have the conversation with them and we're able to get it back from that, could be ten or fifteen thousand euros. Could be, yeah, into the pockets of yeah, absolutely huge. Um, if people want to annoy you with all kinds of Never annoy me. <laughs> difficult and detailed questions, uh, where do people find you, Marion? Yeah, so I suppose they can come directly to the website, taxback.com, or they can pop me an email, mryan at taxback.com. Mm. Amazing. Right, Marion Ryan from taxback.com. Thank you so much for coming in. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.